Yeah. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but I guess you don't know. Baby. I took a half and she took the whole thing. Slow down. Baby. We took a trip, now we on your block, and it's like a ghost town. Baby. Where did these niggas be at when they said they're doing all this and all that? Got you lit, huh? I see you over yes, there lit. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome. Bread and Soul 5. Man, we got to 5. Man, I, I'm glad. And I, I'm super happy to have this guest with me for Bread and Soul 5. This is my dog. You feel me? He, We've been knowing each other since the dorm days. He was a yes, freshman. Sir. You know, yes, I, I, I forgot what grade I was in. I think I was a, a sophomore. And, you know, we connected. And it's just another black man, you know, at Cal State. So, you know, we had to connect. He a hooper. You know, he make music. So we were just talking, chopping and stuff. You know, yes, let, me, let me have him introduce himself. Who are you? Man, look, look. I usually don't show emotion, but since Noah asked me to be on the podcast, man, you know, I got to show a little excitement. You know, I usually try to keep it cool, though. But, uh, you know, my rap name is Juice. Government is Terrell, but. I go by either or, you know, I ain't tripping. You was, you was actually one of the first ones, bro, to start calling me Juice, like, on campus. Like, I remember when I first told you I rap on the dorms, bro, I'd be hearing you, like, two miles away, like, Juice, Juice. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Bro, I but, had to. Uh, what man, you going to say? I said I had to. That was, that was you know, that's your brand, man. If you going to tell me your yeah. name, Juice, hey, yo, Juice, Juice, hey, Juice. Yeah. Bro, every one of the FaceTime calls that we be on, it'd be like, Oh, hey, what up, Terrell? Oh, Terrell this, Terrell that. I'm like, hey, Juice, you, you yeah. watch this on Instagram, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You was the first, one of the first niggas that started putting me on, bro. So I was like, yeah, I've I definitely fucked with this nigga, bro. So, yeah, uh, my name is Juice, rapper, engineer. I don't produce, though. A lot of people get engineering, producing, confused. Mm-hmm. Production is making beats. I don't make beats. I mix and master my songs. So I've been doing that for about a year and some months. Still learning, still got a whole bunch to learn about that. But then I started getting to, into day trading lately too. It's like my third week day trading with stocks and stuff, and it's it's coming along pretty good. Still got a lot to learn with that too. But just trying to see what I'm gonna do in terms of sources of income, bro. Because I'm finna graduate this semester, so I'm trying to figure everything out, man. Man, it sounds like a black man advancing in this world that's what I, that's what it sounded like all that sounded like a black man advancing in this world you know you talked a little bit about mixing and mastering and what well, okay so for the people in the world that don't know what is the mm-hmm. difference between engineering and producing okay so production is you start from scratch with nothing it's literally nothing you got the computer or you got whatever you make your beats on then you either start with the sample or you just start with melodies drums and then you make the beat so making the beat is production. That's producers. Mm-hmm. So for your producers, that's well known. You got Metro Boomin, you got Murder, you know all those all those well known producers. And then engineers are the ones. So after you have the artist who records, like Drake. Drake goes and records, but he needs a recording engineer. So engineers have a whole bunch of different roles that they take on. You have the recording engineer, mixing engineer, and mastering engineer. So the recording engineer helps the artist record the vocals, and that's a very important process that's overlooked by people who just listen to music. Engineers are one of the most important roles in music, in, in my opinion. But we we could talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. uh, So we have that. And then you have the, once they lay down all the vocals and stuff, once they have the song recorded, then you have the mixing engineer who starts going over the little rough mix, tweaking things here, tweaking stuff here to make it sound professional. Mm. And then some some engineers take on both mixing and mastering roles, but some don't. So after the mixing engineer is done, then they'll send it to the mastering engineer. And then they'll finish up the song, finalize it, make sure everything sounds perfect in, in, they, in they mind. And then that's when it gets Spotify, Apple Music, and that's the final product. Wow. So that that's an important-ass role to have. Probably hella stressful. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> oh, yes. And, and it's very stressful if you have like a whole bunch of artists on one song. Because mm. you got to mix all these different vocals and make them all sound like they was recorded in the same studio. And that's hard. That's oh, hard. Shit. I, you know, that's funny because like, you know, back in the day in the 80s and 90s, you had to be in the studio with these niggas recording the song and then probably, you know, 
now that technology has got better, you know, you could make a song at your house and just send it to him. Be like, hey, here's my verse or something. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I give a lot of engineers back in the day credit for because they didn't they don't have all these computers and stuff back in the day. Like they literally go on 100 percent based off their ear. They're not looking at screens. They're not. It's literally all ear. Wow. So that's talent right there, bro. That's talent. Damn, I didn't even think of that shit. When do you think they started engineering music? Like, what, what, you know, oh, around it's, what it's, time frame? Oh, it's been going on, bro, forever. Like, the Beatles, they, they have some legendary uh, breakthroughs in terms of engineering, in terms of the gear and stuff that they was using, like reverb that they would put on their vocals and stuff. They they have a lot of breakthroughs in, in that. So engineering's been going on forever, bro, forever. Mm, mm, okay. Okay, so let, let, let's stay on this this music topic because you, I feel like you know music more than yeah. anybody, and obviously you're an artist, so we just gonna throw that in there. You know, at what age did you aspire to make music? Man, so I was in, I was in high school. You know, I had dreams of being a hooper in high school. I thought I was gonna get there doing college and stuff like that. But senior year, I started to come to a realization I, I wasn't that good to play at the college college level. But then one, uh, two of my homies, one one is a producer, one is an artist at my high school. They asked me to just go to the studio and record something. And I ain't never recorded before, never been to a studio before. But it's funny because me and my homie, we would be freestyling at lunch every day. Like I, I would bring my little speaker to school and we would just go in the classroom at lunch and just be freestyling every day, every day. Like I got a whole bunch of videos of like five minute videos of us freestyling every day. So, you know, it was always there in a sense. But like I said, when they asked me to go to the studio and record ever since then, bro, I just fell in love with music. And I was that's when I was like 18. So I, I was going to their studio for a minute until I eventually got my own gear in my own in my own home studio. But, man, it, it was around senior year of high school. I was about 18 when I first got in the studio and recorded. Wow, so you've been recording music for the last three years. Yeah, but like I said, since I didn't have my own home studio, I would have to go record on daytime. So it wasn't as consistent as I would I would have liked, but it was like, you know, here once a month, here once every it was just random times, honestly. Okay. Okay. When uh what what age were you like, you know, rap is what I want. Like not even rap is what I want to do, but like why wasn't it not country? You feel me? Why was it not, you know, R and B? Like, why was rap something that attracted to you? Because, like I said, me and my homie would freestyle every day, and we would always freestyle on hip hop beats, rap beats. We never really tried to do like a slow beat to yeah, sing or nothing. Too. So that that was just in the lane that I was messing with at the time. And uh, you know, as I've grown over time, I I still don't know. I still don't have a specific genre that I want to do because I, I like to experiment with a lot of things, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, and like I said, since I don't produce, I go based off what my producer sent me. So since we're not able to link up and stuff because of COVID, I go based off the type of beats that they send me. So whatever they feeling, I try to experiment with it, give them feedback and stuff. But like I said, I, I like to, I wouldn't mind doing like a slow hip hop beat, fast hip hop beat. Like, you know, I, I try to switch it up in all of my songs. I don't, I don't want any of my songs to sound the same, yeah. you know. Sheesh, sheesh. So who was like, you know, it could be a mentor, role model. Who was someone that really helped you find, you know, your sound as Juice? Man, it's it's a lot of people. But the, the main one is my dad, bro, because I remember like freshman year of college, the, the music that I was dropping, because I always show my parents my music and stuff. I don't I have a problem with sharing it with them. Mm-hmm. But like fresh freshman year and stuff, like I said, when I first started rapping, it wasn't it didn't really have a meaning to the lyrics like it was it was just you know talking about like fucking bitches parties like yeah it didn't really have a meaning to it and my dad was like man like <laughs> he low-key just put me in check he was like man like your music needs to say something like it ain't no point of you you know making all this stuff up that you don't even be living <laughs> and uh you know this fantasy stuff and he and you know i was like man he don't know what he's talking about because i was 18 19 years old listening to that i'm like he don't know what he's talking about but then it just sat with me, and then as I started making music over the time, it the the meaning just start coming in to fruition, bro. Like the energy, and, and I, I definitely respect Drake for this because he he knows how to channel his energy. That all his stuff that he go through in life, he knows how to channel that through his music, mm-hmm. and that's why a lot of people can relate to Drake's music. So that's that's what I've been trying to focus on is just relate stuff that happens in my life and stuff that I know a lot of people go through and try to 
translate that into the music. Mm, damn. That's real right there. Hey, shouts out pops. Shouts out pops, <laughs> man. Hey, yeah. that's that's funny as uh, that's funny as fuck. So when like were your parents cool with you cussing, rapping about all that? Or was it like your first song was real, you know, clean and then the next song was like real explicit? were they tripping when they heard your song? Were they were they looking at you like yeah, yeah, especially, especially in high school, but especially when I first started, like when I was 18, 19, they, they would hear me cussing and stuff. And like I said, they didn't really have no meaning. So they was like, nah, like, we don't like that. But you know, I, I don't really care because first of all, I'm not dropping the music for them. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, they're not the target audience that I'm looking for anyway. So I'm not really like taking that into perspective, but they, they for sure was tripping and they still don't like it when I cuss, even if it has meaning because that they just my parents, especially my mom. My dad don't really care at, at this point because he, he knows that my songs always going to mean something at this point. But my mom, she'll she'll tell me, like, watch my mouth. But she, she ain't serious. She ain't serious. But yeah, she, you know, like, Boy. she always don't feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, why you say the F-bomb like that? What, yeah. what you doing? <laughs> God damn it, mama. I'm just trying to make music. Come yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know how it is, man. <laughs> so you went to college 2017. Mm-hmm. Making music, you know, you said you were weren't really going consistently. You know, what was that like being a college student but also, you know, trying to make music and inspiring, you know, your music endeavors? Man, like I said, fre- freshman year and sophomore year, music didn't really affect my college life like that and vice versa cuz I wasn't really taking it serious, you know. I I was I know I wanted to do music, but it's not something that I was like, all right, I need to grind. I need to start making a plan. I need to start doing this. It was just something like whenever I could get to it, I get to it. So it wasn't really affecting my college life and stuff like that. But around second semester, sophomore year, going into junior year is when I started to really get serious. And that's when I started to learn to like pick up books on engineering. That's when I started to get my own home studio because I got tired of depending on other people to record and stuff. And once I really got all my equipment and was able to record, that's when I really started to get serious. And that's when it started to overlap with my schoolwork. And I'm like, man, like part of me, shit, 70% of me want to drop out and just go music full time. But I'm like, you know, I already started me, already started school. So it's no point in stopping, you know, yeah. I ain't want to waste all these years and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. You know, it's so crazy because I, I saw you in the dorms and you, I'll never forget, bro. I never forget, man, because I didn't know you was rapping. Uh-huh. I was in, you know, your RAs building, Jordan, and you just walked up to me and handed me a, a card. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> Why is this thing a Forex? Like, what? <laughs> Pyramid scheme or something? I, I didn't look. He said, Oh, bro, I make music. I looked, you had your own card. You know, what, 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 when were you like, I make music, let me start a brand and let me uh-huh. start passing out cards? Because I feel like college is a great place to advertise and promote music and and what you're doing in your brand like how how was that trying to push your uh your brand out to college students it it, it was you know it was mixed emotions bro because like uh i would dedicate a few hours a day to pass out business cards and what the type that i like to do i don't just like to go up to people and just hand them a card and leave like i have i like to have a conversation with them and see what kind of music they listen to to see if it's even worth handing them a car. Mm. And, you know, some people who, who don't want to talk, they'll just not listen. Some people just don't give a fuck. But I, 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 I'll use that as motivation always. Like, if a nigga don't give... If he ain't showing no interest in my music, I'm like, all right, bet he gonna hear my shit one day. So it's, I just add that as motivation. But it, it was... I liked it in terms of having conversations with people, meeting people. And then that's, that's when they really become a fan of you, in my opinion. I wouldn't even have to advertise music some of the times like I would just go and have a conversation with people and then they would we would be there for like 10 15 minutes I wasn't even supposed to be there that long so now we chopping it up and then we just become cool like that and that's that's what I like the most about you know marketing the people especially with the business cards I, I really I really I hope I can do that again someday bro man I'm, I'm after this pandemic I hope I could get back to that yeah now nah, that business card shit was cool uh, let me give you a little story about your business card man you passed me that business card in like around 2018 I believe and when I I still I always had it in my wallet. I always had it in my wallet just in case someone was like, "Oh, I'm trying to listen to some like local rappers or whatever." I could I could pull it out and be like, "Hey, add this dude on whatever." You know, I I always had it in my wallet. You're like the only dude with his business card in my wallet. 
And I, I don't really, I really don't know why. I think I just really fucked with your energy, bro. So I was just like, I'm support the homie whenever. And it was just crazy that, uh, I, I was going, I was like, you know what? Whenever you make it, I'm going to send him a, like a picture of this car, bro. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> I was looking around for this car, bro. I looked at my wallet today. I said, where'd it go? Bro, I lost the card, bro. I, <laughs> I can't find it. But I remember seeing it like last year in 2020. So I'm like, yeah. it's somewhere. I'm, I'm going to find it, bro. But if, hopefully, you know, it wasn't misplaced or, you know, someone took it or, I just set it down somewhere or I actually handed it to someone. I don't know. But that business card was dope, bro. <laughs> appreciate that. Definitely appreciate that, bro. Appreciate so, that for real. Man, I got I got so many questions. No, I'm joking. I got it right here. <laughs> <laughs> I got all these questions. Were, uh, were there any, uh, you know, you said pros. And then what, oh, you know what? What were the weighing of the pros and cons? Because you said, fuck it, I'm just going to stay in school. But what were the cons looking like of being like a, a college student and also a musician? You feel me? It was, it was just trying not to overwhelm myself because I would get, I would have trouble with balancing music in school because, you know, freshman, sophomore year, I'm taking GE, so it's not really that bad. But once I'm starting to get into like the upper level classes is when I'm starting to see like a more intense uh intense level of workloads and stuff like that and it's and it's bothering me because i'm not able to like focus on music like i like to come in because i'm heavy on meditating mm-hmm. i meditate every day so I, I like to come into the studio with like a clear mind of like all right i got all my shit done now i can just 100 percent focus on music but it was hard for me to have that mindset when i was in school like i would be coming into the studio and you know i'll freestyle a couple takes and it's like I'm not really feeling it. Like something's mm-hmm. on my mind that's blocking me from really giving all my energy. And that, that was one of the cons of like, you know, trying to balance school and music. And, but you know, it's, it's something that I've learned to deal with. And it's something that I've learned, especially throughout this pandemic is that making music every day is not the way for me. Like mm. I get burnt out too easily. I can get stressed out over it. I can let it take over my life. So I'm music in school has definitely taught me like, okay, live my life at the same time and don't just focus on music every day, all day. It's not healthy in my opinion. Mm. So I definitely learned that. So what, uh, what do you think about the stigma of, you know, a famous rapper or a famous musician going to college? Because, you know, I, I don't know if you remember this, but when the baby dropped that song, I kind of forgot it, but it was, uh, it was with Kendrick J Cole, the baby and some other guy. My apologies. I don't remember who the nigga is, but it was like, uh, the baby mentioned that he was, you know, fucking girls in college dorms and shit. And Twitter uh-huh. went wild. Like the baby went to college. What, what the fuck? Like, you know, kind of, yeah. kind of, it's, it's kind of a weird stigma that like, you know, musicians went to college. Like, wh- what do you think on that? Man, it's, it's, uh, you know, everybody has their different journey. Like I, I listened to a lot of rappers that didn't go to college and I listened to a lot of rappers that did go to college. And mm-hmm. I listened, like, for example, Corday, YBN Corday. I don't know if a lot of people listen to him like that, but I, I like him heavily. I like YBN Corday. And he, he had only had like two or three weeks of school left, bro. He dropped out. Like he, he ain't even finished. And he only had like, bro, it was literally like two or three weeks left until graduation. If I, if I could remember right, bro. And he, and he ain't even finished, but he's, he's one of the, those rappers who I like to listen to because of their lyrics. You feel mm. me? Like he he comes off as an intellectual dude. And you know, Meg the Stallion went to college and I, I I mess with Meg and I'm not really heavy on the baby, but his music is good. So yeah. like I said, everybody's journey is different. It's just, you know, however your upbringing is is, is you're gonna hear it in their music if you know if they really rapping about what they've been through, you're gonna hear it in their music and stuff. So it's like I said, I, I don't really trip off if a rapper went to music or not or if a musician went to school i mean went to school or not but it's it's whatever it is bro corday got the richest female athlete in the game bro <laughs> hey he, he, he got a bag with that yeah, one. He, me, <laughs> he over there i saw a video of him playing you know the playstation she over here you know getting mad at him and stuff i'm like you better turn that off and pay attention to her she got the yeah. bag you feel yeah. me she yeah. the one with the bag <laughs> yeah yeah they, they, they both seem like they genuine people too. It's not yeah. like one of those relationships where it's like, and I ain't knocking on Lori Harvey or nothing, but Lori, you know, she she bad, but it's like, I don't know, you know, feel me? It's a, it, you know, but they they seem like they got a genuine. We obviously don't know, but they seem like they genuine people, bro. So yeah. I definitely, I'm rooting for them, bro. Yeah, definitely. Like when I listen to Corday's music, he gives off that energy that he's just a, a real 
positive, uh, genuine guy. And I, I've been I've been watching Naomi's you know interview stuff. She's she's always positive and always you know genuine. You know when they asked her, oh, when Serena it was the recent game. You know Serena was uh, giving her like some really good serves, and they said, "Damn, you it looked like you knew where that ball was gonna be." Like how you did you plan on that? She looked at that reporter and was like, "I was guessing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, like that. that humbleness, bro. Yeah, no, nah, that's real. That's real, man. So, how has your music changed from your first song mm. to now? Sheesh, man. Sheesh. Uh, every everything has changed, bro. My like I said, my first song. It was all, all on, uh, they still all on SoundCloud. Um, first song, hard beat, good freestyle lyrics, but not really, like I said, no meaning to it. And, and you know, I do have like some party vibes on SoundCloud that I still rock with, like because of the style that I was doing and the style that I know I could do because I did it before. So it's like, okay, I know what I could do. Let me get better from here. But now the music that I make, as opposed to when I first started making it, bro, it's like I said, man, I, I I like it because the main thing is they all they all have some type of meaning in my opinion. So every every song that you hear from now on is gonna I feel like somebody's gonna be able to relate to it. No matter if it's one person, no matter if it's a hundred people. I feel like somebody's gonna be able to relate to it. And that's the main thing that I try to go for. I can't say that same thing about the first song that I dropped. I can't say that somebody's gonna be able to relate to this. But and then the songs that I drop now are mainly mix and mastered by me and that's a big difference that i you know the ones on soundcloud i didn't do no type of mixing or mastering on those either somebody else did it or it was very little by somebody else but all the songs that i'm finna release now are all mixed and mastered and recorded by me too i gotta record myself so she's she's you know now we on the 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 topic of mix and mastering what inspired you to work on the engineering side of music man it, it was more of like because I'm, I'm a heavy, I'm a heavy, uh, you know, my thing is in life, dude, I don't like, I don't like depending on people like that. Like when I start depending on people, they don't have the same mind mindset as me. They don't have the same timetable as me. You know, I try to make, I try to meet deadlines and stuff. And I would send my songs to engineers. They would be like, yeah, bro, I'll get it to you within a week. But then they'll end up taking a month. They'll end up taking two months. And I'm like, man, by the time they done mixing, I'm already over the song. Like I was trying to drop it already. And I got tired of just depending on engineers and stuff. So I just took it into my own hands, bro, and started reading books, started watching uh, videos, started watching engineers. Luckily, this pandemic, it helped me really educate myself because engineers started doing like live Twitch sessions. So I'm able to really watch engineers. All the songs, all the artists that y'all hear today, this engineer goes live. All these engineers go live on Twitch and mix songs. And I'm able to learn from them and pick up on things. Literally all the artists that y'all hear, Thug, uh, Drake, Party, these engineers, like, they don't, they're not that famous to the outside world, but in the music industry, a lot of people know them. So they Twitch sessions be going up, and I'll, I'll watch them mix and master live songs and pick up on a lot of things from them. Wow. Damn. What uh, what was the type of influence our homie Cab had? Because I know he, he I, I don't know, I know he produces, he but he mixes and masters too, right? He he don't, he don't uh, mix and master like that he's he's starting to learn though he's starting to record one of his homies and stuff uh i don't think he really wants to be a mix and a master engineer i think he mainly wants to focus on production mm. but it was crazy how we met uh we met at the rec and stuff we both was working at the rec at the rec center at the school and uh he just told me you know because he he found out because uh because of my business cards i yeah. think and he, and he was like business oh you make booming, music bro <laughs> the business yeah. cards booming <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, so he was uh, he just came up to me. He's like, "Hey, you make music and stuff." And I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Oh, I'm gonna send you some beats and shit." And when I first heard his beats, he told me he only he only been making beats for like six months at that time. And the first couple beats that he sent me, I'm like, "Nah, bro, this nigga lying. Ain't no way this nigga been making beats for six months." Like it sounded like he was experienced because of the way that they sounded. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh yeah, for sure. We we for sure about to have some some chemistry uh, going down the line." So a lot of the songs that I have out are produced by him. And a lot of songs that I'm finna drop are also produced by him. So we, we for sure getting that chemistry, right? Okay, cool. Cool. And uh, what, when, when was uh, y'all's first collaboration? See our first, we, we had a lot of collaborations that I never dropped because mm. I like, 
uh, and this is what a lot of artists they'll make probably and this this is just a made up number so don't take me literally but they'll make like a hundred songs and drop five of them because only five of them live up to that standard so we collabed on the, on some of them but they wasn't really up to par but the first one that I think I dropped with him was uh, Invite Invite which you can find on Spotify Apple Music all that okay. Invite but yeah Invite Believe Uno all those produced by Cab uh, if you go through my catalog, so he we for sure got a few ones, a few ones together. Dang, dang, uh, my boy Cab, man, I I wanna, he I listened to one of his beats. It was uh, I think it was one of your songs. I think it was Uno actually, and I was like, this motherfucker produced, goddamn! Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, Cab, I didn't know you could do it like that, man. I had to pull up to him at the wreck, like, okay, shoot, do your thing. But I, that's good because yeah. you know Cab part of the group, man. So that's dope. That y'all got that chemistry, you know. It's it's good to be cool with your producer. That's what it seems like, you know. For example, Drake and Forty, you know, they they like this, and like I I don't know what's up, but Forty man, but Forty just do something that make Drake feel like a legend. You feel yeah. me? And it's it, they bounce off each other, so it's not like oh Drake is carrying Forty or Forty's carrying Drake. It's like they really, you know, leveling up together. You feel me? So that's real dope. I, I, I want to see that out of y'all too. You feel me? Y'all both just leveling up together. You feel me? Yeah. And it, and this, and that's the thing with a, like, even outside of just artist producer relationships, it goes, it goes to like artists and artists. Like if, if it's two people collabing on one song, you like, in my opinion, I can kind of tell when those artists kind of had like a conversation before they really hopped on the song. It wasn't just like, Oh, they linked, let's record. Like, you know, they, they chop it up. They try to, you know, get to know each other and stuff. And especially uh, with the, uh, what song was that? With 21 and uh, J. Cole. Oh, uh, wow. can, Yeah, yeah. So they, like, J. Cole put up on them in the studio. And it was like, he saw his kid or some shit. And you could tell, like, you could feel the energy that they was really vibing with each other and stuff. Mm. And that's that's a, that's a huge thing, too. So that's, that's underrated uh, in the process of making music, too. It's the relationships that they have with each other. Yeah, facts. No, that's real. That's real. What was the uh, what was the best advice you have ever got, and who is it from? Man, I've it wasn't like direct advice to me, but you know, I, I watch a lot of interviews. I watch a lot of people that I would want to get game from. So I watch a lot of Nipsey interviews. I watch a lot of, and people might not agree with this, but I do watch a, a lot of Russ interviews and. I don't necessarily listen to his music. Now, I do like a couple of songs that he made, but I don't necessarily listen to his music. I just like the <laughs> route that he took to get to where he is. You feel me? But that's why I watch a lot of his interviews. And, you know, he's kind of he's kind of big on staying away from the industry. You know, he doesn't really like the industry and the way that they run as a business, which is why he kind of took like the independent route, which is kind of why he and I, I really look up to him because he produces mix and masters and records all that. Like he he's he has all the roles. And I always, I will always respect people who do take all that stuff into their hands. Ty Dolla Sign, he he don't fully mix and master his songs, but he knows how to get a rough mix on there. Um, Kanye West produces and stuff. So a lot of advice that they give in an interview, especially Nipsey. Nipsey just a lot. And the main thing I take away with Nipsey is just because I take this outside of music. It just let all that bullshit die down, bro. All that bullshit is just gonna go away. It's a lot of bullshit out there that. You just got to ignore and it's all going to die down if you don't give it attention. And that's one thing Nipsey was big on. And that's one thing I see on when I was on social media, bro. I would just see a whole bunch of bullshit on my timeline, which is one of the reasons why I deactivated. I'm like, man, just let all this bullshit die down. All that shit is because it's it's real niggas like Nipsey that know what it is. You feel me? Yeah. And and that was and you know i take it life like a lot of life advice from the interviews they don't even have nothing to do with music sometimes and uh you know he was big on being self-made self-educated and i like i like to take that into my into my life too which is why i try to teach myself engineering try to teach myself the day trading with the stocks and stuff because you know it's the only way to do it bro it's self-made ain't nobody else really out here trying to help you sheesh this the man right here what <laughs> what's the importance of being independent to you uh it's just not being on anybody else's time bro like and i'd be thinking about this because i if i ever were to come across a situation where a label was to offer me it wasn't it wouldn't be like i would just say no off tops and uh like for example i've seen 
black or everybody call him six lack, but black. He he knew that he was signing into a shitty deal, but he did it because he knew it was better long term. So as as far as being independent, I just don't like being on other people's time. Labels would be like, oh, you got to make this album by this month. So now you in here just making all these songs that you don't really want to make. So now, you know, your catalog is not as up to par as it would be if you were to take your time with it. And that's the main thing on me being independent is just me being able to work when I'm ready. I don't want to have to work when they say I got to work. I don't want to have to go in the studio when they say I got to go in the studio. I want to do it when I'm ready, mm-hmm. when I'm mentally, physically, emotionally ready. And that's the main thing of, you know, conflictions that I think about if I were to ever sign to a label. You know, when you say that, it reminds me of just like TDE, you know, all them guys don't really have set dates. You feel me? You know, they'll probably press them a little bit because it's like at the end of the day, it is a business, but shoot, it took Isaiah shot almost five years to drop an album. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. Like these guys yeah. really take their time. Like, cause at the end of the day, you know, if your mind ain't right and your soul ain't right, like what's the quality of the music? Like exactly. You know, exactly. so that I feel like that's what every label should be doing. And it's really tough, you know, for these labels because a lot of stuff that's watered down and, you know, re- replayed a lot, repeated a lot, you know, is, is it's not really that. I'm not saying it's not good music, but it's not really music that's really to your soul and to your mind. You feel me? Yep. Uh, yep. Like for example, these radio shit, um, you know, the labels work with the motherfucking radio. So it's not like, oh, you hear Mr. Right Now by 21 and Drake all day just because it's a good song. Like, no, the label is is pushing that envelope like, hey, you got to play this at least 100 times a day or something, you know? So Exactly, exactly. It, it's, 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 it's weird to me, man, you know, why people and that's, are pushing this. Yeah, that's, that's one of the benefits of signing to a label, man, is just the resources that they have. They for sure will put you on, you know, and that's, that's another confliction that I'm thinking about. It's like, if you take the independent route, then you really got to go through all the marketing and resources yourself. And, you know, it's like, all right, a lot of people that go independent, they reach that peak to where it's like, okay, they reach the max amount of people that they're going to reach unless they really obtain more resources and stuff. And it's a lot of examples that I see like that, man. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not even trying to trash any of these rappers or nothing. You know, I, I definitely respect everybody who makes music, but just, for example, like One Take J, SOB, you know, I feel like they all hit their peak in terms of like the fans, certain amount of fans that they're going to get, you feel yeah. me? And it's like, okay, they really can't expand anymore from here. It's like stuff like that. And that's just my opinion. You know, I, I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. And, you know, it's it's stuff like that that I have to think about. Mm-hmm. So when you say, you know, reaching the peak, uh, do you feel like it's important to experiment as a rapper? I mean, or as a musician? in order to make it or do you feel like a person with one sound could really make it now nah, i definitely think uh i definitely think it's important to experiment and but you know i i experiment because i enjoy it you know i i experiment because i, I like trying different sounds as a lot of artists do which is why a lot of people get mad i hear a lot of people say like man chance album don't sound the same like he used to kanye album don't sound the same and it's and it's true it don't sound the same because all these artists are always experimenting. Every album that you hear is an experiment. Every mm-hmm. song you hear is an experiment. So it's like, I don't ever think somebody, when, when somebody says, like, I found my sound, I don't really think that's, I don't know. Like, I don't really know if that's true to a certain extent. Because in my opinion, I'm always experimenting. Yeah. Like, one song I'll try to do, like, just real rap, real lyrics, no no melodic uh, aspects. Then the next song, it's all melodic. Then the next song is mixed. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm always trying different things, and that's because I enjoy it, though. You know, yeah. someone's discography that's just so dope to me is Kanye. You know, and you know he has his own problems on the other end, but in terms of music, that motherfucker's discography is low key dope. Because I, yeah. I think about uh, you, uh, he he had all these albums with samples, samples and samples. You feel me? But they're all different types of you know sounds. You feel me? He knows how to do it like that. You know, he dropped My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, I want to say, in, like, 2010. And that, you know, that album was popping. He had everyone <laughs> on there, you feel me? And yeah. it was just, so it was all different sounds. And then his next album was Yeezus. And it was just yeah. like, that, definitely not a bad album, but people were, like, oh, trashing him. Oh, this Yeezus is trash. Yeezus is trash. He, you know, he switched up. He don't sound the same no more. And it's like. This shit low key bang like it's yeah. some real yeah. techno type beats, but it bang though. Like 
he he kind of did his stuff, and I kind I kind of yeah. give him that respect. Like, you know, it's it's not supposed to sound the same. Yeah, and that's that's what I think a lot of people fail to realize is like, at the end of the day, when you listen to music, it's it is an art. So like all these people, it is just they different versions of their art. And, you know, for somebody to call it bad or good, it's all subjective at the end of the day. You feel me? It's all subjective. But I always think about, like, all these artists are just experimenting. Like, you know, and I think of J. Cole's albums and his journey through his albums. My favorite one was the Forest Hill Drive album. But then he went from that to uh, the, what was the song with the immortality and deja vu and all that? I can't Uh, think of the album. For Your Eyes Only. Yeah, For Your Eyes Only and stuff. And I was like, okay, it's not one of my favorite albums, but I do respect what he's trying to do you know same thing with kendrick kendrick's albums it's like man i'm like how do you go from this to this but it's yeah. it's amazing to see because it's it's just like dude like they're creating this stuff mm-hmm. this is art that they're making and i always respect that i will always respect that yeah and people always have a problem with me because i'm always like oh i'm not a big fan of j cole and people are like oh they, they're just ready for war i'm like <laughs> i didn't say he's trash i just said yeah. i'm not a fan like you know i respect him he changes. Yeah. He changes up every album. Everything's different. You feel me? It's not. It's not always gonna be the same. But I just never. It never attracted me. My ear never caught like a latch of it and was like, "Cool." Now there's certain songs I'm like, "That motherfucker did his shit." Or, <laughs> yeah. Hey, he. This nigga spitting. You know. Just, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It, 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 he's dope. You feel me? But I just feel like you know, if you're not a fan, you, you know, at least respect what they're doing. Exactly. And it's, it's and it's respectable because not everybody, not every artist is going to appeal to every single person. It's always going to be somebody who doesn't like that artist. Only one I can't say that about right now is Drake. I, I don't know if, if anybody really don't like Drake. And if they do, they might be tripping. But, <laughs> you know, I, I really don't see artists that appeal to every single person on this earth. It's always, like I said, it's all subjective. So somebody's not going to like it and somebody will. You mm-hmm. feel me? Um, what do you feel like about someone you know writing you know a hook for you or you know writing something for you like a verse be like hey i think this would sound super dope with your voice you know man i haven't came across that situation dude but that is something that i think about i haven't came across that situation though but i don't know how i would feel man because i don't i don't want nobody writing my stuff but i don't want to turn down nobody's opportunity and be rude like nah man fuck what you just wrote i don't want to do it you know, like if they present me with the opportunity and it's like, OK, I, I'll probably be down to try experiment with it. But, you know, and, and I do know that it's a lot of artists that we listen to who don't always write their stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like Drake helps Kanye and uh, Drake's get, Drake get a little help here and there. And but it's and that's the thing that I'm starting to learn. Music is nothing wrong with collaborating with people. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, I. It still don't sit right with me though that somebody is writing something for me. If if that were to come to uh come to fruition, but like I'm starting, I'm starting to realize and understand there's nothing wrong with collaborating with people with music. It's really nothing wrong with that. So you you did have a problem with it at first, but yeah, like like I said, if if that if that opportunity was was presented to me at first, it probably it probably wouldn't sit right with me. But you know, knowing the things that I know and seeing the things that I've seen. I've seen all our favorite artists collaborate with people in terms of writing, production and stuff. So it's and writing is just a small part of the process. You still have to record and perform the part up to par. And a lot of people that's underrated as well. So I Facts. it's it's tough. It's tough, you know. I will have to wait until that opportunity is presented to me to answer fully answer this question, but it's it's tough for sure. It's tough. Yeah, I, I... I'm not in music, but shit, I could I could understand if someone was like, you know what? Hey, I, I wrote a verse for you, man. You should try to use it. And be like, nigga, what you, what you trying to say? You know, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, sh- uh, yeah, that, that's difficult. Uh, my bad to hit you with that question. I just had to ask. Nah, it, that was a, cool. that was a deep question, <laughs> man. Uh, so you mentioned that you don't have social media. Mm-hmm. So how has it been? having you know building your you know music resume but then also having an outlet for your music and promoting your music like how's that been lately you know deactivating your ig um so ever since i've been i've been off the ground twitter and snap since uh since around july so it's, and i haven't dropped music 
since March of 2020. So it's almost been a year since I dropped music. Mm. So the, the reason of the activation is it's all behind like this marketing plan that I that I came up with. And a lot of people, if you don't know, my major is marketing. So I have picked up on some things in terms of psychological things and stuff that we always think about. But I do have this kind of crazy plan and I don't know if it's fully going to work. I do believe in it. I do have faith in it. But, you know, I do have backup plans just in case. But I do want my goal is I do want people to forget about me. That's why I've been off the gram. I've been off stuff since July. I do want a certain amount of my followers to forget that I exist. And I know that might sound crazy, but I want that to happen. So and I do plan on coming back like within the next month. I do have three mixtapes ready to go. I do have like if if I if I don't if let's just say I never made a song again for the rest of my life. I do have enough songs right now to where I could drop one every week for the next three months. So I have been building a catalog. I have been working uh, since this off time from social media. But like I said, I want people to forget about me. So when I come back, they're like, oh, damn, where he been? Oh, wait, he just dropped a music video. Oh, wait, he just dropped another song this week. Oh, wait, he just dropped a mixtape. So he he really must have been doing something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I want people to have that element of surprise. Like, whoa, because a lot of people don't know that I'm gone. Like, if, if I don't have that big of an impact in people's lives to where they think about me every day. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't know that I'm gone, but they, they will know when I they know they will know that I was gone when I come back and they Ooh. see like, oh, damn, I ain't seen this nigga since. Man, where he been at? Mm-hmm. So, and I, I do want them to feel like that element of surprise, so they can be a little bit more engaged into my posts from now on. Mm-hmm. So, and will this come out just randomly? You know, I, I've seen you know Beyonce do it, J Cole, Kendrick, out of nowhere, out of the blue, they just drop <laughs> like a snippet or something, and everyone's on it. You feel me? Like, is that is your element of surprise to that level? Like, you know, it's just gonna be out of nowhere. Or are you gonna like prepare for it? And and I've been thinking about this heavily. I don't think I'm going to come with a snippet. I'm going to just come straight with a music video with the song. I'm dropping it the first day that I come back. So when I come back, it's going to be like Instagram post of like probably 30 seconds, 45 or, uh, of the video that I'm dropping. It's going to be a music video to the song. And then it's going to be the actual song that drops. So I'm uh, that's, that's what's taking me a little bit longer. It's just a couple pieces that I need to put together. But it's almost ready, bro. It's almost ready. Shoot, I'm 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 high key ready for that. What? <laughs> That's dope. You said three mixtapes. Are you planning on dropping all three? Yeah. So, like I said, I want to drop a single the first week, single the next week, and then after that is going to be the first mixtape. Then the cycle is going to repeat. So, single, single mixtape, single, single mixtape. Sheesh. Then uh, I know you said that you, you got. Can, can, I, can I talk to you about this? You know. Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. I, I got to check. So, do they all have different you know meanings? Different. I'm talking about it in terms of mixtapes, not not the songs, but do they all have like a different story meaning to it? Or are they all not? I'm not going to say the same sound, but, you know, are they all different? Let me ask that. All three. Yeah. And, and that's what I try to uh, put an emphasis on. Like I said, I want all my songs to sound different. But when I'm putting them on the mixtape, I want the mixtape to sound like it was cohesive. So I do want the songs that I do put on certain mixtapes to sound like a little bit similar, not, not totally the same, but I do want them to have a little bit of correlation in terms of meaning, in terms of sound production and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, bro, all these, all these different mixtapes are going to have different, different sounds. And what I can say is the second mixtape that I'm dropping is my favorite one. So not the first one, but the second one is my favorite one. Mm, mm. Is it favorite in terms of just how much it means to you or favorite in terms of the sound or just everything? Everything you just said is it means to me. It means a lot to me. It's just straight bangers in my opinion. Not not that the other ones aren't, but I, I really fuck with the second one because and you know I put I think I put all my favorite songs on that one for a reason because you know first mixtape when I come back might not get that much pub as I wanted to. So I, if if I'm really marking it right and if I if it goes how I'm expecting it to go, then a second mixtape should have a lot of attention on it. So I'm like, okay, now y'all can really. Pay attention to what I've been doing. Jeez. My boy been working. My boy been working, man. You know, I, I haven't heard from you that much. You feel me? You know, I, obviously we both been busy, but I'm yeah. happy to hear this, man. I, I'm, you know, you can send that my way. Bread season, my my Instagram. You know, you've been off Instagram, but bread season's my Instagram. I'm drop that. And yeah, I, I, for sure. I'll, for I'll sure push that. You, I'll push that out there for you, man. Don't, for real. Appreciate that. Appreciate yeah. that. 
But we on we on one. Hey, we almost to the end of this podcast. I don't know if you didn't know that, but shoot, we almost we almost to the end. Damn, bro. But we Man. we still got a lot. We got still got a lot left. I just wanted yeah, to yeah. let you know. But right sure. now we at this we at the hot portion. Uh huh. Hot questions. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you finna man, you finna make me record something right now, bro. <laughs> hey, that that that's the that's that's the thing that's the key, man. So this is the portion of the podcast when you know you're at the end and you know that you're at the almost at the end of this marathon. You got six miles left and you just want to push it through. These are the yeah. hot questions. I'm I'm throwing them at you now. Let's okay? get it. Now, this is a question I ask to all my participants, all my mm-hmm. guests, anybody. If you had the opportunity to sit down with five people, you know, it could be a dinner or whatever, a little conversation, whatever it is, dead or alive, who would it be? All right. Off tops, I'm going to just keep it in the music lane. So, Doug, Cole. Kendrick, Juice World, and then Tupac. Mm. Too busy. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Greatest musician of all time. Go. Kanye. Hey, you can't go on with that. I'm off with he, he cold. He cold. You know, that's real right there. Shoot. Top five favorite artists now. Boom. The Cole. Uh, I'm going to have to say. I really fuck with, I really fuck with, uh, starting to mess with Lil Durk real heavy, dude. So Lil Durk climbing up on my list. So I'm going to say them, the game, and then I'm going to have to go with, uh, I, I really like Ari Lennox, bro. Ari, Ari Lennox music. She, she makes nice music, bro. So I really like Ari Lennox. Okay. okay. Uh, pick up, yeah, a pickup game for basketball. You at the mm-hmm. wreck, whatever. And, you know, four people, anybody, dead or alive, that you want to just beat all day. You just want to just just start whipping niggas on the court all day with these four teammates. Who would they be? MJ. So we got to go with Michael. We got to go with Shaq. If I have Shaq, nobody, no, nobody's, we're not, we're not losing. So MJ, Shaq, Kobe, and LeBron. Okay, with the little brawn in there, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Juice drops an album, all right? Mm-hmm. You dropping an album, but let's say you are with a label. I'm, I'm not saying you will, but the label tells you, hey, we can only have you get three features on this album. But it could be anybody, though. Who would those three features be? And would they all be on the same song, different songs? What would it be? Definitely different songs. So the first one? Off top, Thug. One, one of the get a lot of inspiration from Thug. So Thug off top. We talking dead or alive still? Alive. Or alive. It's alive? Gonna be alive. Yeah. Okay, so we got Thug, and then like I said, the game. We gonna we me and the game will make like a West Coast type of song, kind of you know party vibes too. But we got Thug, the game, and you know since this album is a little bit more experimental and not really real shit, I'm not gonna say cold because I, I want somebody who could really. Man, I'm, I'm gonna say the the baby since we're going with this type of vibe. Since we, since we're going with this type of vibe, yeah, I'm gonna say the baby. So your first album would be a little. Would you would you want it to be a little poppy or like popular, like you know, have that poppy music like a Drake feel, the baby thugger, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna have like them party bangers, and it's gonna have them bangers to where it's like, all right, you you can listen to it on a nighttime drive type shit. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. What is one thing you want to pass down to your children? Man, I, I want them to be able to think for themselves, just like I've come to the realization. Um, I don't want them to be, you know, like I see a lot on social media. I don't want them to just go with the most popular opinion. I want them to be able to dissect stuff and think for themselves. That's the most important thing, probably. Mm, that's real. That's real. Rate this podcast. From scale to one to ten. Oh, this is a fucking one. I wanted to hang up from the from the beginning, dude. <laughs> 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 oh, bro. I, I uh, I really, I really, 
enjoyed this podcast, bro. I really respect like how organized you are. I didn't know, I didn't expect it to be this organized. Not saying anything about you. I just, you know, this first or second time I've done a podcast with somebody. So, uh, I didn't expect it to be this organized. I really liked the way that it flowed and stuff. So I for sure would give it a 10, 10 is perfect. So I ain't going to say it's perfect because hey, we, we are it. on FaceTime at the same time. You feel me? So yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to say 8.5. 8.5. Okay, okay, okay. Who else do you want on the uh, you want to see on this podcast? Man, I, I would love to see uh you already know who I'm gonna say. I want D Goat on there, Leak, Cab. Man, that 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 would be yeah, that would that would be some cool episodes to tap into. Okay, okay. We might get them on here. We we'll never know, man. Okay. <laughs> but we reached the end of this podcast, man. You know, I, I want to ask, how you feeling? Man, how, how long was that, bro? Uh, We have 50 minutes and 46 seconds. Shit felt like 10 minutes, bro. Yeah, bro. Shit felt like 10 minutes. Hopefully we get one together, you know, when COVID's all down and shit, you know, we don't got to FaceTime and shit. Yeah, yeah. Nah, but it, it bro, I'm like, I, I don't mind. I, I enjoy doing this, bro. Like, if. If you had a three hour long podcast, I, I would still be here like fucking with it the whole time, bro. So I'm 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 good either way. I really I like I said, I enjoy doing this stuff for real, bro. Big bad man. Okay. This is the part of the podcast where you get to say whatever, man. Advertise yourself, promote, do whatever. Say whatever. Go. Yes, sir. So like I said, I'm hoping that all these people listening, if you do know me, I'm hoping that you did forget about me. I hope that you continue to forget about me. I hope you continue to doubt me. I hope you continue to think that I'm a fail because I'm not. And having said that, in about two, three, four weeks, I'm finna drop this music video. I'm finna come back to the gram, to the Twitter, to the Snapchat. And all my music is still on Spotify, Apple Music. So just because I deleted my social media don't mean that you can't listen to the music that I have out now. So all you got to do is go to Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, type in Juice, Invite, Juice Uno, Juice. Uh, believe and all my songs will pop up so you can enjoy all those songs that I made back then until I release some new shit if you want if not just wait for the new stuff to come out it'll be here within the next month for sure and I'm hoping that you're gonna be able to tap in and enjoy it tap in on my boy man tap yes, in with sir. him I'm gonna put all his information up on my grandma stuff so you better tap in yes sir but yes, that was sir. it bread is so five you feel me we did it we did it five episodes in man that, that's all I gotta say Yes, sir. Peace.